Welcome to the new IT podcast, where we dive into the future of staffing technology professionals, where it is, where it's going, and what to expect. I'm Bobby Glenn James, owner of Boteca IT Services, and I've been hiring and firing IT for over 20 years. And I'm Brad Anderson, owner of TechBridge, where I find the talent Bobby gets to hire and fire. Learn what companies are looking for, how you can stand out, and get your next dream job. And if you're hiring, learn how to retain top talent in the market. Welcome to the new IT. Here we are again in the IT new IT studios. I don't know. I'm making I'm making stuff up now, man. No, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Brad, what do we have today? What are we talking about today? I, I'm excited for today because this is kind of a a, a branching to a to a whole new world absolutely for, for me for sure for me i mean this is my background this is what i love so we're actually talking digital marketing today so what digital, we what does yeah. that have to do what, what does that have to do with the new it what how, how do we connect that i'm just i, I want to go there well i mean i can tell you but rather than have me tell you why don't we have why don't we have somebody here to tell us the actual guest yes people exactly. that's right we have a guest in the house today Tell us about our guest, Brad. So today we're we're blessed to have uh, Luke Jasperiza of Merkel join us today. So he's he's in studio, and, and we're very happy to have him. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your background and 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 stuff uh, like that, so we can get a hold of it, and then we're just gonna grill the crap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want to understand what's going on in this whole technology connected with marketing and the digital, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to to talk to you today. Just tell us, give us your background. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Bobby and Brad, for having me today. So uh, I'm Luke Jasperza, as Brad said. I'm the Director of uh, Architecture and Solutions uh, for Merkle. Uh, been with Merkle for like nine years. And so I have uh, been growing up with that kind of digital marketing stack and, and implementations for, for that whole time. And so uh, really excited to talk to you about what that means uh, for digital agencies. Uh, and, and bring our capabilities across. So. Sweet, love it, awesome. So I'm just going to dive right in. I mean, Let's do what it. is what is digital marketing, and why why are, why should companies be so? Um, why should they be thinking about it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, pandemic has just hit, and a lot of retail stores they're reopening now. But at the start of the pandemic, a lot of like companies and retail and B two B and things like that realized that you know maybe their websites weren't quite quite good enough, right? Uh, a lot of people couldn't go to their retail stores anymore. How do they get the products that they need? They were scrambling. Like they exactly. were scrambling to get some people to buy some stuff. Exactly. And not just <laughs> right. that. Like if you look at uh, companies like, you know, your fast food retailers and things like that, they weren't able to open. So they really scrambled very, very quickly to, to reimagine their apps and their website experiences. And so digital marketing came right to the forefront there. It was the it only way. It blew up because of it. Exactly. It was, yeah. it, like a lot of things, COVID actually shot some of that to the forefront. Yeah, it was the only way that you could interact with your customers, right? Exactly. It was your first point of call with a customer and the only way that they could see what you offered and interact with you and how you interacted with them. So, so I mean, why do you think it became such a big, like, oh my gosh, now we need to focus on it? I mean, do you think they just had like a bad like personal experience with with their brand or i mean are they just kind of reimagining it or what yeah i think it's a, a bit of reimagining as well as you know the 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 fact that they couldn't do the face-to-face phys- physically anymore right and so they put a lot of their uh you know digital retail experiences on the back burner or just not focused originally because that kind of in-store presence was the important part of it right got it so, I mean, do you think it's going away? I mean, or what do you what do you think it's going to go uh, yeah, from, from here? This, I think it's the new normal, if yeah. you want to coin that yeah. term, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And so I think it's really, really important that companies um, understand their digital footprint 
uh, and really uh, how they're talking to their customers and how that has been reimagined and the need to reimagine and make that experience so much better. With that said, I'm curious, what do you think is the future? What's, What's five years down the road? Yeah, so I mean, I think we're going on a trend for, you know, um, generic experiences was kind of what people were deferring to not having what the do you tools. Mean? So, generic you know, uh, let's say uh, me and Brad go to a website and Bobby, you go to a website and we all get the same experience, right? We hit the website and there might be a carousel. Let's say we're a sporting retailer, right? Uh, and we uh, and the three of us visit the site separately, different computers, phones, whatever it is, right? And we all get the same experience. We all get the same banner about, you know, maybe it's football season, so we get the football, or it's baseball season, we get the baseball, right? As the as we're progressing, right, we want to enable these digital marketing teams to be able to get more focused and personalized to people, right? And so, Bobby, you might be a baseball fan, and we know that about you. And Brad, you like might like cycling, right? And, and I might like football. And so. Uh, the three of us go to the website and make it different experiences targeted what we know about you and what you what you know. And it's about building that customer profile and expanding that and utilizing that through all of your MarTech stack. And the, the, the thing with that is that doesn't just happen magically. That's right. People have to know what they're doing to make all that happen. Is that exactly. correct? Yep. And that world in the next five years is probably not going away. Correct. That's right. It's only getting bigger. Yeah. And so there's, there's opportunity for folks out there that, that are interested or are technology heavy but want to be a part of that whole marketing world is that yeah and you've got to be a differentiator and think about it and it's a really as we talk to agencies at Merkel as we talk to our customers and things like that we try and push forward like that well first we'll do an assessment of their maturity their MarTech stack maturity right like what products do you have it's different yeah now do you got to have a lot of money I mean is that the big dogs play differently than the little dogs or is it different now uh, I think you need to look at it from a perspective of, yes, there is some of that, but there's also, what do you want to achieve? What are your goals? Because you may not need that entire suite, right? You may have a smaller budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, your aspirations might not be as big as, say, your targets and, and things like that, right? And mm-hmm. so um, we really need to understand what that tech stack looks like for you, what the needs are with that tech stack, um, and what you want to achieve for that end customer experience. And we can help assess that and then customize the platform and the software suite because don't forget that a MarTech stack is multiple pieces of software, right? It's Absolutely. not just a one, buy one piece of software can, and, and can, you're set. Can we understand that a little better? The MarTech stack, I, and I, coming from the IT world, I understand what you're talking about a little bit, but you know, I've always, I've never, so in my vast years of IT, you know, we, we were the evil nemesis of the marketing department. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's changed since in, in 20 years, it's not the same. I remember our IT director is like, dude, I read a marketing book. I know what the hell those guys are doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, and you know what, Bobby, you've touched on something really interesting here. It has been a shift in the last kind of decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where the budgets have moved from IT across to marketing and marketing controls that kind of IT. Well, not IT budget, but the digital marketing budget, which Correct. is now Which is lead over now. It's not totally separate anymore. 100%. No. And then, you know, they're getting empowered even more. And I don't want to go down the kind of <laughs> cloud route and things like that. And let's but face it, the IT guys and the marketing guys, they're way different mindset, different, brains. Yeah, different mindsets, um, you know, and, and as you shift away to more like pass and SaaS and things like that, the power shifting away from the IT team as well. It's no longer physical hardware, right? We talk, no. That is the future. Yeah. And if you're not privy to that as an IT person, 
you're going to be left behind. Yeah. So what you'll find now with your MarTech stack is, is you're not necessarily buying hardware and installing software and doing things like that. You're, you're buying, buying a platform as a service now, right? And so that's how you build up your marketing suite. Or Absolutely. MarTech suites. Well, and, and maybe this is just me, but what I think the pandemic actually did is it allowed even smaller organizations, even a small business to be able to get onto that platform from an early adoption and say, okay, I can now cater to my to my my customers on a more personal level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, that's a great point, Brad, because um, as I mentioned before, like I started talking about crawl, walk, run, right? So Mm -hmm. where are you in your journey and um, talking to your customers and things like that? And so do you need the Ferrari right now? Or can you get away with that kind of lower, cheap imported sedan, right? And so and how do you 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 mature? I mean, still fast. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's respectable exactly, and it's exactly. forty grand instead yeah. of one hundred and twenty. Exactly, and so <laughs> you know, I'll go back to say, you know, what are your goals for this? Um, do you want to market one to one with a person, or do you want to do more segment based marketing? You know, the the example I gave before was more one to one, right? Bobby, we build a profile of you. We know who you are. You're going to watch. You, we know you watch Focus. baseball. We're focusing you on the baseball stuff, right? Same thing for you, Brad. But exactly. maybe maybe you don't have the budget for that. Maybe you don't have the appetite for that. And you know, simpler segments are enough, right? Okay, we know these people generally have, you know, they fall into a segment where they like baseball or a certain type of sport. And so we can market across broadly that rather than doing that more one-to-one marketing. But what we're seeing now is those larger beast retailers or, or customers that you were talking about, Bobby, you know, they're looking for that one-to-one personal marketing and really knowing who you are. And so there are products that you need to include in your MarTech suite um, to do that. Is it safe to say, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure we all know the answer to this, but I want to hear your, your take on it. It's a, it's a, play to, it's a pay-to-play world, right? And, and I think it's safe to say if you're not paying, you're not playing. Your, your company is not going to grow. I mean, in this specific world, don't you think if you're not doing some kind of a MarTech, if you don't have some kind of a digital system, you're going to be left behind. Your business will not grow. Is that's, that is that correct? That's a fair statement. Yeah, I mean, people are really looking to um, know that they're, they're uh, the company that they're buying from cares about them and things like that as well, and want to feel that personal connection. Absolutely. To a company, and we know when they're full of crap, though. So the, the, the companies have this new problem of actually meaning it. Yeah, it's got to be genuine, right? <laughs> yeah. It's got to be genuine. How, you, how the heck do you do that? Exactly. Yeah, and that's how that's where you lead into that more one-to-one personality, right? So, right. understanding exactly who that customer is and having the No like and trust. Exactly. Trying to grab that no like and trust. Exactly. Well, and in that regard too, I mean, I think a lot of it is too is this is where the content creation needs to be made is it's not only okay, yes, you have the capabilities from a technology standpoint to do this, but now it's oh crap, we have to think about all this content that we now have to create. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, there's a there's a few kind of, I guess, software that's key to making that successful, right? And then you can add on top of that, like Lego with building blocks and and um, get more capabilities out of it and start getting more, you know, one-to-one personalized versus that kind of segmentation. And so, you know, at the core of it and a little selfish here because I'm in the digital experience team <laughs> at Merkle. And so, you know, CMS is obviously, CMS and digital asset management are the core pieces of software that drive Absolutely. Most of this. Yeah, let's talk about the C- CMS. What, what what are you saying? I know most of our folks that listen are, are techies and they understand a lot of stuff, but I, I like to... Dumb yeah. it down a hair. We have to. to understand where you come from. <laughs> CMS. Look, the way Talk I like to the way I like to put put it, Bobby, and I hope my mom and dad never watch this, but I like to explain <laughs> things just so that my mom and dad could understand it. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Absolutely. You get it. You totally get it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, I mean, CMS at its core is your content management system, right? And so that's the piece of software that you've got. Uh, that's the building blocks for your website. Okay. 
What it does is um, moves away from a more traditional website building um, thought process of, you know, here's your developers, they're going to develop code, push that out, and then you've got pretty. your website, right? Yeah, they're going to make okay. something pretty. And- you want to change something on that, you've got to go back to the developers, they're going to, you know, make Have a change and push yeah, it out, right. and it's got to go through a CI/CD process and all that sort of stuff. That right. was not mum and dad friendly CI/CD process, by the way. And <laughs> right. We talk about it all the time. Everybody's getting used to being in the technology now. Yep. So the times of being the guy that that controls the whole world, the Wizard of Oz behind the uh, behind the curtain, mm-hmm. is over. Everybody yep. gets a little piece of control. Well, Absolutely. what I'll say is is that the person behind the curtain is extremely important still, but we want them focused on the things that are important, right? And so the point of a CMS is shifting the responsibility of so maintaining they don't the put website. put the stupid crap in. Well, not just that. <laughs> yeah. kind of, I mean, kind of, yeah. Kind of, but not just that, right? <laughs> You're humoring me. Thank right. you. <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> not just that, right? And so you want to make the marketing people uh, empowered to be able to make changes to the site and things like that. So it's really about architecting that core platform that controls all of the content, not just for your website, right? This is now the hub for your entire marketing suite. You can drive your content for emails out of here, SMS, social, like every channel that you, even direct mail, things like that, everything Everything. like that, right? And so um, it really does become the core kind of building block for Mm -hmm. your uh, digital MarTech stack. So, I mean, help help me understand. I mean, what um, what are some good CMSs that, that people should be looking into from, from a startup to enterprise level? Well, that's a good question, Brad, because there's a lot of different needs in the market as well. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go headless? Do you want to be headful? Um, do you have an e-commerce side to the, the house as well? Do you want to go headless or side-by-side side with that? So there's a lot of considerations to think about when choosing your content management system. And then also, you know, what level of enterprise are you at? Are you looking at the enterprise level content management systems like AEM, Sitecore, even Acquia comes into that. Um, if you're going headless, you can look into the contentful side of the world. Um, things like that. And so it really comes down to, again, I'm going to go back and say the goals of what you're trying to achieve, not just from a technology suite standpoint, but also an end customer experience standpoint. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this kind of ties in, but like what's, I mean, I read a stat once that says like 60 to 70% of of websites are on WordPress. What's to stop somebody from just using WordPress and, and going out that way? You can definitely spin up a site in WordPress, right? But what you're going to hit is limitations of that platform at some point, right? And integrations, it has a lot of um, open source kind of marketplace that you can get things from. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you really miss out on on the enterprise level software is the thinking that goes in behind that and the support that goes behind that as well, right? So, you know, mum and dad, I'm going to use a very Australian <laughs> Australian term here, but mum and dad's fish and chip shop might be okay to go on WordPress. But I don't think XYZ Acme Inc, a retail store with, you know, 300 with to 5,000 cues. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to cut it on WordPress, right? Excuse so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So with all that said, what, what do you think the career path is for somebody uh, out there? What's the career path? What does that look like in, in, in this whole world? Yeah, I think it can differ based on the track that you want to go down. So if you're a marketing professional and you want to be uh, purely in marketing, you know that's going to be a little bit different understanding CMS technologies from a different angle. Um, technical consulting is, is what I can speak about, knowing that that's the bread and butter of what my company does. And so really at a high level, understanding what the different pieces of software to build a MarTech stack are is a good starting point. And so thinking about analytics solutions, right? Analytics feeds the data into something like a customer data platform, like a CDP, which aggregates that data from multiple places, right? And starts building a profile of the customer. 
Okay, mm. so um, you know, campaign software uh, where you're able to do the digital email marketing and SMS marketing and drive things to social media, and then of course the CMS piece of it, which we've already spoken about, where at its core, which drives all of the content. And so, understanding the pieces, seeing which pieces interest you, and then really going down the route of I'm going to be a Martech stack generalist and consultant, or if you want to specialize in one of those areas, and because so much of technology is that where you can go down one little hole and be very specialized happy, specialized with that said is is there is it good money is there good money in that sure can be absolutely <laughs> look i'm sure brad can talk to that <laughs> yeah. better than i can but absolutely. i mean one thing to to kind of consider around that as well is is that there's no you know shame in going down that specialist route and it's exactly what we do right at, at merkel as a consulting agency right we have our multi-platform specialists but when it comes to implementation like we have the got workers exactly and so you got your guy so we have the exactly. consultant that can stitch that whole picture together and then we've got the specialist that can really mm-hmm. make it happen for you and happen successfully so yeah and and on that uh, same side of things that's where i think if you become more specialized that's where i think from that standpoint you you become more valuable and that's where you can see that that money start to trickle in even more probably one bit of advice sorry bobby that i would give though is just keep the other you know tracks in your periphery right it's always valuable to understand as a specialist as you move in so say you're a cms architect um, and you've gone down that track and you're you're an expert in one of the big platforms like AEM, Sitecore, or, or Drupal, um, it's very important to be on the periphery and understand what the analytics piece lo- it looks like, what the SEO piece looks like, how the CDP ties into it. Because then you can be more holistically thinking about the solution that you're building. Even though you may have that kind of multi-solution architect sitting over the top of an implementation, it's always good to know contextually as you're working um, to be considerate of those other platforms that you will eventually have to integrate with. Interesting. Well, and that's it. I mean, you hit it on it right at the end. It's you're going to have to eventually interact with them. So being able to to not only just educate yourself, but stay stay top of mind about everything else that's coming is only going to benefit you. Yeah, I mean, I've seen so many implementations and we've been brought in to consult on so many implementations where a client's decided to try and implement it themselves or they used a, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, a more inferior implementation partner. And they've worked in their silos for each platform and they may have gotten a different vendor for each platform that they're implementing into their MarTech stack and when they came to smash it together it just exploded it just didn't work nothing talked together properly Mm. and the solution didn't work and so while obviously I'm uh, self-serving here to say it's always a good idea to go with one agency not just that you know making sure that if you do have multiple agencies engaged that they are engaged at that multi-solution architecture level as well. Going back to is there opportunity out there or, or is there? that That's my kind of question. Is there a lot of jobs? Do you see the future of this getting only bigger? And, and maybe this is something if they haven't been thinking about, you know, I'm in technology right now. Marketing is interesting to me. Is is that something they should look like? Look like look at for the for the future is it growing is yeah. i guess my question the post covid world is just insane right now and brad can, brad can attest to this like the market is super hot for talent across every capability that we have right now and you now. would say that's probably not going to slow down no, in the near future no it's 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 going to continue to grow for at least the next 5 to 10 years 5 to 10 years wow, at least that's uh that's cool i yeah. mean that's interesting and so and marketing I, yeah, as an entrepreneur, I've been a you know, marketing is a necessary evil, and I curse it a lot, and I spend <laughs> a lot of money, and 
uh, I've learned it's not magic, it's work. Like oh, it's, it's a lot of work. Else, it like is. Everything else. It is. It's work. But, I mean, <laughs> you say that, and it is a lot of money, and, and some of these stacks, enterprise level, can be very, very expensive from a licensing standpoint, but it's also realizing that return on investment from it, right? And Absolutely. You know, getting the right people in to help you understand that, too. I, I touched on this earlier, which is, you know, you don't need the whole kit and caboodle, maybe, you know, that might be not what you need. And so setting your budget, understanding what your needs are and getting the right consulting, it's okay if you want to implement it yourself, but at least engage with a consultant that knows it to oh, guide yeah. you in the right direction. So. Absolutely. I love well, it. Well, and not only that, I mean, it's it's as you grow, then you can add on as well. So it's, it's, it's understanding and knowing, okay, I don't have the budget for all of this, but if I can at least touch upon the core things that I need and then expand it and get my ROI and then, and then continue down that path, it's only going to benefit you. Yep. So if you had some advice for somebody, what, what would you tell them to get into the industry? What, what would be your advice to them? I'm extremely biased, Bobby, where I would direct people towards CMS. <laughs> As am I. I mean, that's, that's my background. I mean, obviously, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm more on the marketing side, but when, when I was in a digital agency, I found it and I loved it and I just I ran with it and it's, it's a passion of mine. And yeah. it's the future. It's not going anywhere. It is. I mean, it really is the central hub of the success of the digital marketing system. You know what I mean? And so um, having the core understanding of how that works, uh, building that and architecting that correctly to feed the rest of the systems is, is just key. So Wow. Agreed. Good stuff. Yeah. So. This is good. Awesome. No, I it is. It. Any, any, any last question? I know we, we like to jump in and jump out and, and have some fun. Do we have any? You got any last questions, Brad? Any? any I'm just... You got any tidbits, gold nuggets you want to give us before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I know we kind of talked about like Martech and, and things like that, but how does that equate into more of the digital transformation? And why should I mean, I know we kind of t- talked about this already, but what is the big benefits to to being digital? Uh, I mean, it's the first touch point with a lot of customers, right? Um, whether you're serving up paid media, um, you know, search engine, um, organic results and things like that. Like, what's the first thing you do when you want to search for something, right? You go to Google, you type it in, you want to find out about a product. So uh, using that MarTech stack, you know, you want to optimize that search engine and, um, you know, SEO juice, I guess, if you want to use yeah. that term to get the results and get that person front facing. and then. You know, oftentimes that is the first exposure to your company, especially if you're not like a big box retailer, right? I'll give you an example. I was looking for a new wallet the other day and I didn't want to go to a big box retailer. I wanted something different. So I started a Google search and found a couple of online only, you know, retail stores. And I judged who I wanted to buy off, not just on the feature of that wallet, but, you know, recommendations and and my first experience on their website. (laughs) Was it a good experience? Did I feel like they spoke to me? Did I feel connected to the brand? Hmm. And so oftentimes your brand no matter whether you're big or small, is going to be the first touch point with a customer. And if your website sucks, quite frankly, they're going to they're going to go somewhere. They're going else. to go back on the browser and click the next result on Google, even if you're a paid media or the first organic search. And so that's why it's so important to think about your digital presence and whether you need to make that digital transformation or not. Wow. Well, and, and in my opinion, I mean, I believe every company does, but it's just understanding how they need to interact with their 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 customers is really what's key. Yeah, that's right. And that's where kind of I'm, I'm going to go out of my lane here a little bit, but talk about user experience and things like that yeah. as well. Like understanding um, is you, you get it, them there. That's why I mean, you're kind of saying it's one thing in the marketing technology world to get them somewhere. It's another thing to get them to purchase that's or right. to be a fan. Yep. That's a whole nother 
tech stack? Yep. Well, it's, exactly. pu- well, it's pushing them down the funnel, right? And so <laughs> exactly. you could have the best SEO juice and the best paid media campaigns in to the world. To get them there. If they get to the website and they don't uh, enjoy their experience, they're going to be out of that funnel immediately. Yeah. So getting to conversion is the whole journey through, right? From user experience to making it pretty in the design mm-hmm. and then the actual functionality that the, um, the, the development team brings and, and then funneling that through to the post-purchase or maybe you abandoned cart and went away. What's your marketing strategy on that? How does your digital marketing stack um, you know, handle that? Do you follow up immediately? Do you wait a couple of days? Those sorts of things there. And so each piece of software ties into that end-to-end experience for a user, and that's why it's so important. Love it. Wow, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, cool. I think the, the end result is there's opportunity here on all sides for companies to, to to grow and connect through their MarTech and for people looking for maybe some little more exciting. I, I look at marketing as more exciting. I don't know. You probably do too. Well, it's bread and butter. So yeah, <laughs> right? well, marketing I, is king in the end of the day. I mean, that's what drives business. Yeah, growth. without it, you got nothing. I mean, no exactly. matter how good your product is, if people don't know about it, it doesn't matter. Right? Yep, exactly. That's right. Uh, yep. There is probably nothing more important to your to your your company. Yep. Truthfully. Yep. I mean, when you when you go down to the bottom piece of it. Well, awesome. This has been great, man. Th- thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, I got nothing. Or I think I'm we're, good. We're good to go. Thank you so much, man. We will see you next time.